Do you want your family to be healthier, but you don't know where to start? Are you sick of feeling like conventional doctors don't know how to make you and your family stronger, happier, and healthier? Do you want to be able to take your health into your own hands? I recently had someone ask me in my DMs on Instagram, how do I start a functional medicine family? And I thought that was a great question. On today's episode, I'm sharing with you the first three steps I'd take if I was starting a functional medicine family all over again. I hope today's episode blesses you and gives you confidence and clarity as you seek to improve your health and the health of those you love most. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. So three steps to starting a functional gut health family. Step number one, you're going to want to adopt a functional medicine mindset. And that begs the question, what is functional medicine? Maybe you've heard the term thrown around and you feel like you have sort of have an idea of what it is, which is why you're wanting to start to align your family with a functional medicine approach. But what, what, would, what does that mean you're aligning to? Well, when someone says functional medicine, the word functional comes from this concept of finding a root cause to a problem. So for example, say you have a child who has completed their potty training and they're several years or months into potty training and suddenly they start wetting the bed again and they're having problems night after night, week after week with bedwetting and you're wondering, hey, I thought this kid had this down. Maybe you're even talking about like a significantly older kid, like an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 13-year-old and you're like, what is going on? And a lot of all the things that bedwetting normally is suggested, oh, maybe it's behavioral or there's anxiety. And it could be all those things where you've looked into them and they're not going away. Well, functional medicine would also say, we also want to look into things like, is your child being exposed to mold and something called mycotoxins? Is there mold in their bedroom or in the home they're living in? Or or did they move to a new school and the school has mold in there? Are they somehow getting exposed to mold or are they having new methylation problems. Both of these things, mold and methylation, are known to cause bedwetting problem in children of many ages, even if they are years after being done with potty training. 
training, or if you're having problems just even initially potty training and and it feels significantly worse, especially I'm thinking about bedwetting at night, then you might say in a functional medicine approach, is this something biochemically going on in them? Now, without listening to this podcast, you might have no idea that something called mold and something called methylation could cause bedwetting. And so that that gets to our step number three. But that is the functional medicine approach, is seeing things deeper. And even, even if you think you're already doing it deeply, you're thinking of, of the problems that your health is, that your family's health uh, are dealing with in a, in a layer deep, like with the example of bedwetting. Oh, but I'm thinking about anxiety. I'm thinking about, con- you know, have, has new things happened in her life. I'm thinking about behavioral things. I'm thinking about, was there a new child uh, added to the family that might be causing that? That is one level of functional medicine of thinking of root cause, but there's often another level deeper uh, and deeper, which is something I've learned just by being in the functional medicine world long enough. But so number one, you want to have that mindset of, is there something deeper than even what I'm seeing here that could be causing this? Step number two is determine your target. So one of the big barriers or one of the big problems when you say, I want to have a functional medicine practicing family or a functional gut health family, family is just a big target, right? There's at least you and one other member. And so you and another kid, you and a spouse and another kid, um, you and a spouse and multiple kids. And as it grows, it, it can be very overwhelming. And so to help avoid the overwhelm, what you want to do is make your target smaller. And so what I recommend is have your target of that functional health mindset, especially when you're just starting, to be either you, your health, whoever's listening to this podcast, whether you're the father or the mother, whatever your role is in the family, if you're listening to this, make the the first target you or the person in your family who's most sick. So a really good example of this is a client who I worked with. Her name was Roxanne, and she came to me with chronic bloating, really intense fatigue, and a fungal overgrowth that was resulting in chronic mastitis, even though she was not lactating at the time, but she was getting this mastitis. She'd been working with conventional doctors for gosh, I think it was like 18 months at the time and hadn't gotten anywhere. It had kept, had continued getting mastitis. And the doctors at this point were saying, hey, we need to just take out, potentially just take out your breast. And that was very upsetting to her. So when she came to me, we developed a plan for her and, and we were going to run labs. But one of the things I also did is just took in a bunch of information on what is her daily life like. And I learned that she had a child who woke her up every single night, multiple times a night, because of just sleep habits and she couldn't fall asleep on her own. And I told this client of mine, Roxanne, hey, we are not going to be able to get deal with your gut health or your chronic fatigue and and of and of course all the inflammation that is is stirring up this chronic mastitis until you can sleep through the night and that required Roxanne to first deal with helping her child sleep through the night and her child in this case was actually a root cause problem of her health problem and so um, this this kind of gets into how families mixed up but her target was herself and then we identified early on what you know she could be taking all the supplements and eating all the gut health good foods 
and staying away from food sensitivities and doing a pathogen protocol. But if she is not sleeping because her child is not letting her, that is a problem. Now, there's a little bit of a window and grace period of, you know, having infants. You're going to have some sleep deprivation. And if your children are sick, there's that. But you definitely don't want to be allowing for for children who are, I think this child was five years old at the time, who are getting advancing in age and, and maintaining this habit of sleep pattern that is going to damage your health. And so you want to tackle the thing that's biggest and most taxing. And, and, and for maybe you're listening to this because you have a child or your spouse who's very sick, in which case maybe you have the health to help them. But I do recommend if your health is poor, you want to focus on you first because the whole you know metaphor I honestly kind of hate hearing. But you want to put your, your air mask on first if you're in that plane before you do it on somebody else because you don't want to pass out while you're trying to help somebody else right? So fix yourself first. But if you do have pretty good health, focus on the next person who has the next worst health and focus on them because otherwise you're just going to feel like you are splattered everywhere trying to fix everything. Now, step number three is key again to this kind of focus and focusing your limited energy and resources and things you can learn. The main benefit of support is again, focus. Because if you don't have support, you're often going to flail around randomly. You're going to grab stuff that you're seeing on Instagram or on a Google um, blog page or a Google result, and you're going to buy that random probiotic and you're going to burn through all the fads and you're going to take out gluten for three days and then not be, not be sure if you feel better or maybe if you were if it was helping you or not or hurting you or not. When you get support, it helps clarify and narrow your thoughts because there's a lot of good things out there for you to do, but the best things take wisdom. The best things take some insight from and guidance of saying, well, what's actually affecting you? Not just like what's generally healthy, but what's impacting your health or that person in your family who's most sick, what's impacting them the most. So some of my favorite sources of support, they include things like books. I really like a book called the postnatal depletion cure if you've had if you feel like all your problems started basically after or during a pregnancy whether it was your first or second or third pregnancy whatever and you still and you feel like that started then and it's continued read the postnatal depletion cure i read that before i get got get got pregnant and gave birth and it really helped me prepare how to heal my body and i also really like the book Dirty Jeans, for example. Now, these two books are not like the only books you'll ever need. And books can honestly still be overwhelming if you're not sure what you're searching for or just feel like you're starting off really early. But they can be a very low cost source of advice and can often come with very high quality information. Uh, health practitioners are going to be a huge place where you're going to find support. So craniosacral therapists, visceral manipulation, uh, acupuncturists, chiropractors, uh, functional gut health coaches like myself, build your team. It will take time, but that team is invaluable because you can come back to them time and again for a variety of problems. I had an acupuncturist myself that when I miscarried a couple of years ago, I had no idea what to do. I wasn't miscarrying fully and it was just really stressful to me. And I went to her and not only did I get an acupuncture session, but I said, what herbs do you know? What what do you know about miscarriages that are not completing on their own? And, and is there a way I can avoid something like a DNC? And her help helped focus my mind so I could, with somebody who had experience and knowledge in that area, 
choose some tactics that were going to get do get me the biggest but bang for my buck and for my time and honestly for my emotions. Um, another great place to get support is just find like-minded people. That might be other moms, that might be health-minded friends, that might be a Facebook group. You want to find people who are also going to bring up in conversation, hey, I tried this new recipe or um, I I found this new brand I really like or they're, they're, they're going to be familiar with the lingo and the things you care about as, ter- as far as maybe non-toxic products or or staying away from gluten, whatever it is you're, you're working on. Even if it's not the same thing for them, they'll be supportive and they'll be able to share their own journey and wins. And, la- and, and within that, um, one of the things I mentioned was a Facebook group and I want to make a special announcement. Confetti. I am starting a Facebook group for this podcast and for anybody who is on Facebook. I am so excited. One of the my favorite ways that I've received support over the years is specifically with a Facebook group that is for FDNs. That is what I am. I'm an FDN, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And we have a Facebook group of over 300 members. And it has been so helpful. Anytime I have questions about one thing or another, um, whether it's my health or my, my client's health, or my my family's health, there's somebody on there who knows something that that can at least give an insight. It might be, hey, I tried this, or this was a good person I worked with, or this is a book I read on it. Really helpful place just to get those resources. And so I wanted a community of people for you that you could do your health journey with just like that. And so you can join that free Facebook group at betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook. And again, that's a group that I've made for this podcast and my vision for it and and the purpose and what you're going to find in there is support. You're going to find those like-minded people. You're going to be able to find and ask questions about what books you are recommended or what practitioners to look into for certain problems or um, just just finding that support, finding ways and, and honestly, finding how you can work with me and access to early access to promos and coupons and, and all sorts of stuff whenever I am creating resources. And and so I am very excited. Again, you're going to go to betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook or click the link in the show notes and join that Facebook group. I would love to see you in there. So awesome, guys. So as a summary, the three steps starting a functional gut health family is one, adopt a functional medicine mindset, two, determine your target, and three, get support. If you have loved the support you found on this podcast today, I want to encourage you to go and subscribe so you never miss a single podcast. I am here for you to serve you and help download my information on my brain into you so you can find gut health freedom. If you have any specific questions for me, go ahead and go head over to the Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and leave me a question. I would love to answer it on the podcast or in our Facebook group so that you can get an answer to your burning questions question. If you are looking for ways to work with me, however, I want to announce that I have a wait list for my foundations program, which is my signature one-to-one program of working with me for six months. I have a wait list because I only work with a certain number of new clients every month, and I announce that only through my email list. So if you want to work with me and get my eyes on your health, join the foundations program wait list today. Go to betterbellytherapies.com slash wait list or click the link in the show notes, and I would love to work with you there. All right, that's it for today. And just to end us out, our motto that I've started with since the very beginning of the podcast, miracles are immediate, but healing 
takes time. I'm so glad you have joined with me today. And I just want to let you know, there is hope for healing in your body. You are not stuck. You can move forward. I hope to see you next week.